Well, the colours are so intense this morning, I decide maybe I should just go out for a quick walk. So, uh, here we are, midweek. I've done the station run, and uh, dawn is kind of late, which is always lovely. And uh, I'm going to go out and take some pictures. It's a beautiful, clear and crisp midweek morning. The colours are intense this morning. Really amazing sort of rich pinks. I'm actually slightly late for them now. But uh, that's sometimes the nature of these things. You have to be where you've got to be and then you get back. It all changes in about ten minutes. But as you can hear, I hope, the birds are now waking up to greet the day. And it's a lovely time of day just to head out. It's not as frosty as it's been recently. There's definitely not as much frost on the ground. I've got to keep a slight eye out at the moment because uh, I'm on I'm on a road which is normally really quiet when I head up in the mornings. But of course, it's the time of day when people go to work or, or take kids to school. So it's kind of possible that this road will become relatively busy. But the day is starting, that's the thing. You can hear the dogs barking, the birds chirruping across the valley. And there's a kind of sense of life everywhere. It's always difficult to know which lens to put on the camera at this time of the day. Because the landscapes can be so broad and beautiful. And yet the if a bird suddenly appears you really want to be on the close-up lens to get a, as good a picture as you can of it. Just seen a, there's a blackbird there and a magpie just flitting around in the in the morning light near the asbestos shed, as I was reliably informed a few weeks ago. <laughs> that's what it is. I like the way the leaves were just resting on the roof. I took a picture, and someone said that's one of those asbestos roofs, which makes you think, ooh, perhaps I'm less chuffed about that. Oh, the sheep are in the field, I can see them. They're, uh, they're a lot closer to the wall than they normally are. Maybe they know it's feeding time. As you may or may not be able to hear, the jets are flying overhead. It's a beautiful, clear morning, so the planes are visible. Which is always nice, if you like that sort of thing. It's actually not the worst place in the world for aircraft spotting, although I think a couple of hills down is better. When I was driving to work sometimes you could actually see a row of five or six planes all on final approach and it makes you realise quite how close together they all are really when they're being wrecked and stacked. The days are so short at this time of year of course so you do you kind of always hold out the hope that uh, the hunting times for the for the owls and the raptors are are kind of also more concentrated and you might get more of a glimpse of them uh, as they take the opportunity because let's face it, the birds need all the food they can get at this time of year and they really have to put the effort in God, this is glorious the sun's not due up for another well, 20 minutes and then I think from what I remember of yesterday it actually rose here again another 20 minutes after that, or at least it became visible. So, this could be rather a nice hour. What was that? Not sure. A few little birds in the, the plants at the side of the road, hopping about. 
wrens and robins usually. Yeah. I do this walk so often now that it's... I suppose in many ways it, you worry that it might become overly familiar, but there's always something new to see in the same couple of miles of your route that you pick. So that's the beauty of these ever-changing landscapes, really. And those uh, high-flying planes catching the, the pink of the dawn is it's always beautiful. Like little paintbrushes just etching line across the sky. It's a funny thing about the uh, aircraft contrails is that they they do seem to be inconsistent really. Some mornings you get up and it's like the, an etch-a-sketch, there are lines everywhere. Today they are leaving trails but they're not long trails, they obviously warm up a lot quicker. There's one on the horizon there that I can actually see. It's got quite a long trail behind it but that's very high up. But generally they leave shortish trails but they're going in all directions. I mean, there's one, two, three, uh, three different directions plus the one that's actually on final approach that I can see over there with its red light flashing underneath it. It looks like it's hardly moving as I walk along as our angles and parallaxes change if that means anything to you. But I'm uh, approaching the place where I normally sit on a bench and wait for the sunrise. And I can already see oh, there's a car coming. Now that is unusual. Get used to there being so little traffic that it does come as a surprise. Maybe it's not that unusual. But the uh, the clouds are brewing up across Kinderscout over there. You can see them sort of hugging the contours at the top. So I imagine if you're in the middle of them, it's actually quite terrifying. But uh, like like sort of hands grasping out to grab you. And they're right, they're right on the mountain top there. But apart from that, the sky above, apart from the odd wispy bit of candy floss pink, which is still pink at the moment, and towards Manchester you can see a soft stripe of pink across the entire horizon in that direction. There are very few clouds about. I can see a, a pattern form now with three different aeroplane trails. And it's kind of like it's like Zorro, Zorro of the sky, forming his signature. That was peculiar. The contrail of the aeroplane. The front of it has gone a dark grey as it goes along. It's like the air, the airplane itself is pouring out black, not black smoke, but uh, yeah. I'm assuming it's not a disaster. It's just a, a light effect. As you approach the dawn, but so it's like a cigarette, really. It's in the sky, sort of black tip and white body behind it. It's quite short contrail. It's actually quite weird. The the sky behind the mountains is now various shades of of yellow and blue. As uh, the sun gets ever closer to coming up, I can now see the silhouettes of the morning birds flying across and. I look down to the, the valley floor, which is not hugely misty, but slightly misty this morning. You can see rows of cars on the bypass there, and the headlamps and nothing else, and they're just heading off to work, which is nice. Well, that's three cars now, where I normally wouldn't see any in the same sort of period of time, which means it must be school run and or going to work time. I, for one, don't have to do that today. 
which is my loss, but I suppose I can feel quite smug about it. I can just stand here and watch the sunrise while the rest of the world is having to go about its business. I don't know really quite how I feel about that sometimes. I mean, obviously an income would be nice, but uh, <laughs> I've gone from sort of average income to no income in the space of a month, really. And although, obviously, because there are two of us, we've still got money coming into the house, so it's not quite such a disaster as it could be for some people. I had a few problems yesterday trying to get hold of one of my former colleagues, which is slightly troubling. But then I get troubled by all sorts of things. I got troubled by the messages someone was leaving online last night because they sounded very bleak. And with my history, bleakness of that kind is something that flags up my alarm bells, really. But enough of that. Yeah, it's fresh up here. It's fresh. My hands are definitely aware that it's a cold morning again. So actually, like I said, there's no grass frost today. There's no ice visible. But yet it is still bitter cold in many ways. I like having the long lens on. You can take segments of the sky rather than trying to do the broad panorama of the dawn. Sometimes, whilst the whole sky is pretty much blue above my head now, you still get these rectangles of deep, deep colour. And the birds are circling. Whoa, what are they? Chasing each other? That's amazing. What are those three? Can't make them out. Might be starlings. They've got very flittery wings, so they're not huge birds. Yeah, you can get these rectangles of colour just picked out so when you get the picture back it's, it's much much richer there's a there's a stripe of cloud that's been lurking on the uh, hilltops although the, the position i'm in now one of the hills is in front of it but when i was driving earlier you could see this great big gray stripe that looked like a big brush stroke had been slapped across horizontally across what was then a very orange sky it's now a very sort of murky pink and blue sky and I can just see at the bottom of that, that pink stripe now, the, the red, the pink, the red of where the sun is presumably about to come up. You get these kind of uh, layer cake effects, I call them, which is sometimes, there's a, like over to my right, for example, I can see the cage at Lime Hall. It's the folly that was built at Lime Hall, where they filmed Pride and Prejudice, fact fans. And they're very proud of that. It's the, where, where Colin Firth went in the lake. That's where he did it. About four, five, six miles in that direction. The cage, and I got a beautiful shot of the cage with just these stripes of clouds above it. I call that a layer cake shot. And not exactly proud of it because I'm not the world. I mean, let's face it, it's very. I'm no photographer and it's very easy to take sunset pictures. So, um, but there we go. But there's this definite layer cake thing going on at the moment, and it, it's always very pretty. It's always very pretty. And it's worth casting an eye at, if you ever get the chance. I think sometimes that's the thing, isn't it? It's taking the time in life to appreciate the nature around you. I know it's easier said than done, and I live in a part of the world where that's more more possible, but, you know just appreciating instead of sitting in traffic and and sitting in boxes you know going out looking at the sky looking at the world and going you know that's beautiful just above those clouds at the moment i've not got the camera on me so is, is a, a flock of birds have just flown right across in front of it small birds long way away but i just get sort of dozen black dots <laughs> 
if I tried taking that with this with this camera. But just taking a moment to to absorb what the world is doing, it's really worthwhile, and it really does. No matter how dark your spirits are, it really does lift them. If I look to my right at the moment, I can see two planes in parallel. One's about, uh, let's face it, it's hard to tell the distances here, but they, they look like one's about half a mile in front of the other, but there's probably, there's probably oceans of space between them. But it's like they're, they're having a race in the sky. You can see another one going in roughly the same direction, from this perspective anyway, over to my left. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of plane activity up there at the moment on quite an astonishing morning. I like to post some pictures with these uh, audio recordings. I say I like to have only done three of them. And it's hardly like it's a tradition. It's just I've just uh, stopped there too because there's a tiny little puffy cloud that I can can just see uh, behind me, and it's just floating there all on its own. And I thought well, I'll take a picture of that. Of course, then you look at the picture and you can't really get a sense of scale at all. Meanwhile, towards where the sunrise is going to happen. The richness of that grey and orange is getting very intense. I'm hoping I'll be able to get a decent shot of that to put on the uh, posting later. And somewhere under that, the sun is waiting. Where are we? Five past eight, so it's slightly past the official sunrise, so the sun is up. But of course, with all these hills in front of them, it's hard for us to tell. But you could officially say, this is now daytime. Hurrah! We've survived to make it to another day, people. Isn't that wonderful? I was just pausing there to give you the sound of the birds in the valley. There's a bench here where I sometimes sit. There's a broken gate into a, a very steep field, which doesn't seem to do a great deal. Came up here know, must be two or three years ago now, and it had been someone that somebody had. Uh, been up over the overnight and kicked it and it's still there in its broken state because you know it's uh, presumably nobody's responsibility i begin to think i'm on some sort of rat run or some sort of uh, bypass i think the number of people use this route as a as a quick way of cutting out the busier roads in other parts of town but uh, that's very bizarre the amount of cars that are rattling down here at eight o'clock in the morning but then again it's I suppose it's the rush hour, isn't it? When all's said and done. I can see a much lower plane at the moment. Just making the turn. It's just making the turn now. I thought it was going in an unusual direction, but it is arcing round to take the turn to head into Manchester Airport. Which is about... Whoa, probably about 13 miles in that way, so they'll do it in about two minutes. Um, it'll take me about an hour to drive there, but uh, that's the nature of these things. Not that I've got any plans to go to the airport anytime soon. When I started taking pictures of the sunrise, when I first got this camera a few years ago, I was always amazed that the sun came up in different places. I don't know, I mean, it's obvious really, but it, it still surprised me that I'd be looking at where I thought the sun had come up last time I looked. And, and it's coming up in a slightly different point. There's some geese on the lake calling. Oh, I can see them actually, yeah, they're a long way off, but I can see them on the water. They may fly by later. I don't generally stay for the full sunrise, not least because it burns your eyes out if you're not careful. But 
also I think sometimes the more interesting stuff is actually before the sun comes up and the minute it, it actually is up and burning the sky a lot of the light becomes much less interesting and a lot of the cloud becomes a lot less interesting and, and if you point a camera at it what you get is a great big ball of fire and, and not a lot else and, well okay that's not necessarily true then sometimes I get down to the bottom of the hill and I turn around and there's an astonishing sunrise happening or astonishing post-sunrise happening and I think oh I should have stayed put but patience is one of those things that I sometimes struggle with in, in the sense that move on there's, something, there's always something else to photograph. You can't take pictures of absolutely everything. And the sun itself is, is, is not necessarily the most interesting thing. And also, the early morning light in, the other, in other parts of town is really is worth taking advantage of. I've taken pictures in the past up here, which might be mistaken for being in the desert the, the shapes of the hills sometimes resemble dunes but also the oranges and the reds and the yellows sometimes look like what I imagine it looks like in the desert so you know it's it's actually interesting from that point of view that most places can look like a lot of other places if you just look at them in the right way I'm just looking down at the reservoir in the valley and I can see an absolute massive flock of geese on the water. So uh, they may well take off at some point and I suspect they'll probably fly in completely the wrong direction for where I'm standing, which is usually the way. I'm not usually very lucky with, with being in the right place at the right time. But it's probably worth keeping an ear out later on to see if there are any geese. It's funny really being so far away from, from the water. That you can see so many of the geese. I mean, you know what they are because you've you've been here before, I suppose. But uh, little tiny dots because you're so used to seeing them really close up. But all I'm going to do now is head back down the hill, and because it's a nice morning, I'm even going to extend my walk and head off to the duck pond. We like the duck pond. I used to bring a much heavier lens out with me. Uh, on the off chance I would see an owl <laughs> and I've never had the right lens on when the owl's been flying it's just one of those bugbears they, uh, I always seem to have the, the medium lens which is fine, it does, does serves its purpose but I've never got a good close-up of the owl because I've never had the close-up lens on but then again, if you bring the, the big lens out what you suddenly see is that there's something on the wider shot you really want to take all this swapping lenses, oh, I don't know I'm sure people don't put up with it anymore I mean, I like it, but it's uh, it can be a faff if you want to take a picture of a specific thing. Anyway, as far as I can see, no owl today, so which is a shame. I always like to see the barn owl fly. It, uh, it gives me a, a sense of joy. What's that on the wall? Hold on a second. I think that's a pheasant just sitting on the wall there. Give me a minute. Well, that was a lovely moment. It just sat and perched and let me take its picture. I'm pretty sure it's a pheasant. It's, <laughs> they're not the smartest bird in the world in the sense that people, uh, they do seem to get flattened by trucks rather a lot and they fly into the road, but uh, that was a nice one and it's probably quite safe where it is. So we can't, we can't criticise them. Let's face it, it's not their fault that we've got trucks and wagons and cars and that come hurtling along when they're just minding their own business and trying to live their pheasanty life. But um, I don't know, how, how fast does evolution work on that level? I mean, they do tend to, to learn to know better. I find that uh, you find that robins in uh, 
bird sanctuaries are terribly friendly but but uh, robins in the rest of the world they know better and they know what they're dealing with because we humans can be quite unpleasant when it comes to these things yeah definite lack of owl today although I could hang around for half an hour and I might see it you never know chirping at the top of the tree is a group of uh, long-tailed tits the lollipop bird just uh, flittering around in their little gang they are very loyal to each other They're like a tiny little gang of of uh, the most beautiful tiny birds I do like a long-tailed tit and I always they, they seem to be around more at this time of year or maybe I'm just more aware of them at this time of year they used to sort of flock to the feeders and things. But uh, there's about a dozen up there at the moment. All over that tree. Fabulous. Fabulous. The art, of course, of trying to take a picture of them. I think I've just failed dismally on that school. Uh, not least because my camera skills always seem to go completely do lally when I've got something nicely lined up. But the art is to pick one and just follow it and follow it and follow it uh, because they move so quickly. I don't know. <laughs> That's my idea, anyway. I know, I know people who the people who take beautiful shots in hides and stuff. And they just they they can blot out everything else. They don't mind that they're missing all these other things that are going on. They're waiting for that perfect shot. And who can blame them? Because some people take absolutely gorgeous bird shots that makes you always feel perhaps <laughs> your own efforts really aren't worth it but I suppose the only way to get better at these things is to keep on doing it and so uh, that's what we do with the sun coming up now I can see the light in the valley catching just the hillsides and things and picking out the shapes of the hills and picking out the odd building it just catches the light you know, it's been whitewashed on the outside and uh, it is genuinely a, a magical hour for taking pictures well for people who know what they're doing to take pictures I'm not sure that I do most of the time but the light picks things out that you might not otherwise have noticed and you've got things like uh, the fronts of houses where they're obviously their front rooms are now bathed with sunlight and um, and you've got things like the sheep, which just you know, are white dots on the hillside, and the cows, the white dots on the hillside, and it's uh, suddenly everything becomes more vivid just for that very short amount of time, really, at this time of day. Oh, there's a big X in the sky where two contrails have crossed. Fabulous. Just had to get out of the way of a truck. Now we're heading down to more populated parts of town now so my burbling will hopefully get more terse and short while I don't want to make a complete clown of myself in front of folk so um, I mean I know I've been going on a bit this morning but such is the nature of these things I'm just approaching where those magpie nests are still in the skeletons of the trees and the jackdaws which 
lurk around this part of town all busy doing their Jack Dory business god there are so many of them One there just flew over with some food in its mouth. It's having that, nobody else is having that. You can hear them squawking. Well, that's not a jackdaw. You can hear them squawking on the uh, chimney pots, which is very annoying if you're actually <laughs> living beneath the chimney pot, because it, it works as a kind of uh, organ pipe. It can kind of disturb your evening if you're watching television. Peculiar the sights you see, it's a little tiny crane. We're on the road now, so opportunities to talk will doubtless be reduced as the cars come on. But um, a little tiny crane headed off to do whatever job on the back of a small flatbed. Well, I stopped to say, yeah. Good morning to the lollipop lady, and uh, I stopped to take some pictures of the smoke coming out of the, the uh, chimneys at Swizzles, but uh, you have to be a bit careful because it's school run time, and uh, there's lots of kids about, and sometimes if you're standing there with a camera around your neck, people, I don't know, they seem to think you're up to something, so I'm going to shut up for a while. I'm not actually used to being out during school run time. It's a very surprisingly busy time of the day <laughs> of course it would be wouldn't it they've all got to be there for a particular time and uh, there's a lot of cars about and uh, a lot of people about and uh, yeah suddenly hustle and bustle and you know you don't tend to, I don't tend to remember that because I'm for years I've actually actually been driving to work or already been in the office by the time all this stuff's going on so uh, you forget other people's Lives work in different ways. Jackdaws on the wires, magpie flying over. Just going down by the river, see if there's anything hopping about. Enormous truck coming along the tiny road there to get into the industrial park, which is the nature of these things. Magpie blew over with something in its mouth there. I don't think it's nest building season, but you never know. That truck making the turn. You can hear it. I hope you can hear it. Again, mostly jackdaws and the odd blackbird. Back at the bridge where I normally see quite a lot of uh, dippers, but not today. But uh, it's a busy moment. Which means you have to appreciate the quiet moments when they happen.
you do really have to make the most of these clear and pleasant mornings because, let's face it, we're heading into winter, there's an awful lot of mornings where you wouldn't want to leave the house. So when you can leave the house, it's probably wise to make the best of it and do so. Of course, we humans, we, uh, we do tend to... Um, we don't seem to have much peace, do we? We don't seem to like much peace. So there's always some human noise drowning everything out. I did hear that the birds themselves have to try a lot harder because they're competing with us. Which is a shame. Please do not feed the horses, they are on a special diet. The sign by the road there. Meanwhile, just beyond the pylons, the sun is just starting to peep above the uh, the line of the hills. There's a petrol tanker delivering to the petrol station down there, which is the chugging noise you can hear. But uh, we should officially try and mark the actual sunrise which is now nearly quarter to nine in the morning. Strange time of year. Especially when you consider that sometimes of the year... Oh, a cormorant! Wow! Might, might just gone down to the river. Sometimes of the year the sun's up at four o'clock. So it's a good five-hour difference. You know you're in the middle of winter when the sun doesn't bother peeking up before the school's open. sun is just peeking through the trees blindingly and the fascinating things is the way the light catches the steam coming off things like the um well for want of a better word the dung heaps from the field where the horses uh, on the field where the horses are usually uh, out i think they're in their stables at this time of the day but uh, you can just see the, the smoke rising off the, uh, the dung piles. Fascinating, really. Catches the light beautifully. Some dog walkers are very chatty, others less so. Maybe I just look dodgy. <laughs> Maybe I'm having a dodgy look this morning. Anyway, I said hello. It's what you do, isn't it? Yep, definite cormorant circling not sure where it's going to land I think it's heading for oh, I'm not sure oh it's gone into a tree wow seem to be a couple of them having a spat no, that was all about cormorant wars and there we go I'm now at the duck pond there's a mitten in a tree there's a poem waiting to happen the more hens are about and the coots and of course, my favourite ducks. It's still quite dark here, weirdly. It's, it's, in, it's shaded by all the trees, so it's not the warmest of spots. But uh, here come the ducks. Hi, guys.
They've all gone quiet now. I think they're shy. <laughs> Microphone's shy. Well, aren't we all? I'm used to it being so peaceful here. You basically you've got the pond on your left and the river on your right, but actually at this time of day it really isn't. There's a fact factory car park a couple hundred yards in that direction. Slamming of doors, loading of vans. Oh, what are they? Just catching the light. Beautiful flock of birds. Just caught the sunlight. As they turned. And what they are. They're a long way away. And of course the cars are a constant companion really. You know, they are there and they're there all the time. And of course you get the river running as well and that makes its own noise. But uh, somehow that's slightly preferable. But, uh, I don't think it ever stopped. I'm I think I've been... St oh, what was that? I think that was the heron flying along the river. Wow. I probably disturbed that. Well, it could have been another corner. No, I think, it was the, I think it was the heron. It was big. And it's gone that way. And I can hear some geese. Oh, there's a flight of geese. Far away. Far, far away. Yeah, they always pick the wrong direction for me, or I always pick the wrong place to stand. But if I was still at the top of the hill, that'd have been right over my head. Once upon a time, people used to come down and take pictures of the uh, river for the kingfishers, but I found a couple on the pond. Yeah, the, the thing about, about the kingfisher, I watched it fly across the pond a few times. Uh, it was a long way away, but uh, the beauty of it is, is this, this is such an intense ping, a real, real intense ping as they, as, as they fly. Again, hopefully, if we're still doing this kind of thing come the spring, maybe we'll get to record some. But it, it, it's difficult to describe, but it's so intense. It's on such a frequency that it really, really, really sort of, you know, gets you. And it's, uh, and I always, I always say, you know, Kingfisher, any day that starts with a Kingfisher is going to be a good one. You know it isn't. So many ducks, that's a, that's, a, that's a group of five ducks there. I think they'd uh, decided to hunker down a bit and I walked past. <laughs> Sorry guys. So this morning I'd like to report there is actually a heron on the fishing lake, which is the first time I've seen one in a while. I suppose it does depend on what time of day it is. And uh, unfortunately I can't see any dippers at the river. Lots of cars but no dippers. The heron is of course a magnificently huge bird. And uh, when you see them fly over it makes you imagine that that's possibly 
what pterodactyls looked like when they flew over. Back in the day. And I'm just strolling along the side of the river here now to see if there's anything else flitting about. See anything? Getting a better angle on that heron there, which is nice. Lots of twigs in front of it, of course. But they are a very still and magnificent hunting bird. And uh, I always, I always like them. They stand there, and they stand there, and they stand there, and they stand there, and they stand there. The ducks on the river. Still no sign of any dippers today. Couple of mallards. Must have been cold than I thought last night. There's some cracked ice here down by the road. So obviously something's driven through and shattered it, but uh, I didn't think it had got that cold. Mind you, I suppose it is a little bit dark here because it's a nook and cranny. It might be yesterday's ice that just stuck around and froze again. But, uh, surprising. That's the thing about nature, you can't get the birds to sing on demand, no matter how hard you try. Always amazed by birdsong, how much noise they manage to produce from such tiny, tiny bodies. It's kind of it's kind of miraculous. They're like the perfect musical instruments in many ways. I mean, you look at the size of a wren and you, and the intensity of the noise it makes, and you just think, my God, that's that's impressive. That's really impressive. I don't know whether people look at you with more suspicion when they see you walking around with a camera this time of day. Maybe it's just everybody else has got a job and they think, why is that person walking around without a job? <laughs> anyway, this has been a very satisfying couple of hours, really. Just uh, heading out and taking pictures and nattering about the birds. I hope you've enjoyed it and uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye.